while your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Welcome to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus Farrow. Thanks so much for joining me. Uh, 508-996-0500 is how you can join me this evening. But we're going to start the show, but we're going to be joined by school committee member Ross Grace. Hey, Ross, how are you? Hey, hey good evening, Marcus. How are you, my friend? Thank you for having me, Marcus. Th thanks for coming on. So, um, yeah, thank you. Ross, uh, you've been on the school committee for probably about a year and change now. Yeah. Um, how has it been? Marcus, I'll be honest with you. Um, first of all, um, it's been a privilege uh, to, to have the opportunity to um, serve my community. Um, it's allowed me the opportunity to re-engage in the educational process, um, to work closely um, with the administration, um, other city officials, um, and, and our educators, our people in the front line. Uh, it's, it's, it's allowed me to, to really make sure that I'm staying uh, keep my finger on the pulse of what's going on um, in the schools. You know what I'm saying? Um, and again, I, I get a lot of phone calls from parents and um, educators with uh, some basic questions, some um, uh, harder questions or things that are a little bit larger. Um, and I do my best response. So it's been exciting. And, and there are challenges too, Marcus. There are challenges. Um, it moves. Uh, it could be a little bit slow in terms of the way that we move things. Um, I feel that the school committee also, we, we, it's, we're a little bit insulated, and I understand that's the nature of uh, the position. Um, but we've worked with really, really good people. I feel that the people who, um, uh, who I represent in terms of our constituency and the, uh, uh, the leadership, I truly feel that we had uh, good leadership that I was blessed to develop close relationships with. And I believe um, what I did learn, what I have learned in my short amount of time there, is that the vision of the administration and the vision that I think most parents and students even have are well, um, are well aligned. I think the, the current superintendent has done a very nice job. And again, I wasn't quite sure because when I left the schools, I thought we were going in the wrong direction. Um, and I, I've learned, I've got to know Mr. Anderson, and I think that he's uh, studied the uh, Titanic a little bit. Um, but it's been a very, very good experience, and I've had uh, my own ups and downs, and I try to learn from them, and I try to just make sure that I'm um, an experienced and honest voice and broker uh, for our community. Um, I try to be a conduit of what's really going on in the building with the administration, and I try my best to make sure that I'm advocating for people who uh, may feel they may, may not have a voice. You know, so it's been an honor and a privilege. I've enjoyed it. Um, it's it's a lot of balancing to Marcus. It's a lot of balancing uh, between my professional career, my family, and uh, my duty to the New Bedford School Committee. But in a short amount of time, um, I've enjoyed it, um, and I look forward to, uh, you know, the remainder of my term, my next three years, I look forward to it. 
so we're speaking with Ross Grace uh, of the uh, New Bedford School Committee. So you touched on it a little bit. Um, there was the news that broke that uh, Superintendent Thomas Anderson um, is uh, uh, one of the final candidates in the yeah. running for Newton uh, 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 for the superintendent of Newton Public Schools up in the Boston suburbs. He had previously yeah. served as um, he had previously previously served, I believe, in Randolph as a superintendent there. Uh, he, as you said, he's done done a good job. So, what's your yeah. thoughts on on that whole um, scenario of uh, t- uh, Superintendent Anderson being recruited and and him potentially leaving? Yeah, well. First and foremost, um, I, I want to wish Mr. Anderson um, well, uh, regardless whether he moves on or whether he stays with us. Uh, Mr. Anderson, um, as I said, I believe has a, um, he's a young man. Um, as a man of color, he, he's a role model for the potential of what uh, students can do regardless of uh, race or class. or whatever. So I think he was an outstanding role model for that. Um, and I also thought what Mr. Anderson brought to the table what was lacking before was an approachability. Um, he was uh, much easier to talk to. And I think he had a sincere care. I think he has um, his values in place. Um, he, he truly cares about the well-being of the students. And I thought the way he managed, uh, to the best of his ability, um, the staff, uh, he, again, he made um, attempts to get the message out. He's had YouTube videos. Um, he sends out regular emails. He was trying to get into the school. So I think that was a, a major, major factor. Under him, we saw intended, attendance increase. Um, we saw just recently he's expanding um, health services to uh, satellite programs that are outside the school but also work with the school. Um, I thought Mr. Anderson brought an awful, awful lot to the table. And um, if he does leave, again, I wish him well. And it'll 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 be our loss. Um, it'll be uh, our responsibility as school committee members and um, other officials to make sure that we're uh, having a, a a healthy, well-rounded search to get somebody in to uh, carry such a robust um, position with so many responsibilities. I had heard rumors. Um, again, I'm I still stay in very close collaboration with a lot of the students I work with that he was going, and I wasn't sure. And I found out, like everybody else, um, through, uh, uh, through the news media, an article that was written by WBSM, that he um, was one of three candidates. And so that's definitely going to change the landscape of what's going on with the school committee and the schools um, and our approach. As of right now, they were looking for assistant deputy superintendent um, because the current one will be retiring. And I have concerns about moving on with that process um, right now uh, with the possibility that he may be exiting. I think it's important for a deputy superintendent to be uh, reflective and in line with the superintendent. So were he to leave, uh, we'd have to consider, um, do we want to continue with that immediately? Do we want to... Uh, hold off on that until we get a superintendent um, in place. So that's that's going to well, the deputy superintendent. I, I'm assuming would serve as the super uh, acting superintendent for the time being. If if he were to leave, right. But the thing about it is, the current deputy superintendent will be retiring in June, and they're going to be opening up uh, the process 
for a new one. So it all depends on whether he takes the position and then when he'd leave. And as of right now, that's unclear. But I'd be concerned about the long-term placement of the uh, assistant deputy superintendent without um, a consistent regular superintendent being hired in, in place. I could see an interim. I could see, uh, the, again, depending on uh, if he does leave, them fulfilling those duties. But in terms of hiring one and putting one in place, um, I would like to uh, see a, the a superintendent um, hired first because I really mm-hmm. do think that uh, the leadership should, should should be in line. I think the the superintendent, whoever does come in, if that's the road that we're on, um, to to have a major say in that. Well, Ross, um, uh, do you have it? So, if superintendent were to, if they were to hire um, Superintendent Anderson, like let's say just tomorrow, right? Yeah. Would he be gone, or would he be finishing out the year? Um, do you do you have do you have any idea? No, I don't, and that's unclear. Um, he and I haven't spoken yet. Um, yeah. He gave uh, a heads up that he may be getting it, but I, I I can't speak to the fact that if he were to get it tomorrow. Um, yeah. I believe he has his next interview next week. If he's going to be leaving immediately, I would hope. And he's a, he's a man of character, and he understands the gravity of the position. Mm-hmm. That he would give adequate time um, so that we can uh, make sure that there's a smooth transition, um, or at least have preparation to make sure that there's somebody um, fit to, to sit in in his space. You know, but I to to be direct with you, Marcus, I'm not quite sure if he gets the position, um, what the time frame would be. And as I learn that, then that'll also um, influence how, how um, we see these other things, including the hiring of the assistant deputy, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, the uh, deputy superintendent. So the time frame is going to be uh, imperative, but again, I believe his, uh, his final interview is next Thursday, and so I'm sure we'll all have some news from there. You know, But I, I haven't talked with him directly for those details, and I would I respect his privacy with that anyhow. He has the right uh, to handle his personal business based upon him and his family, um, the way that he, he needs to receive fit for that. But again, I would uh, hope and I would expect that um, he'd be gracious enough to, um, you know, like to see him uh, possibly fill up the year and make sure that we have a plan in place um, to, to, to uh, finish the, the Yeah, some sort of, of some, some sort of cotton, continuity, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, um, that, that's important, yeah. So, uh, so do you, 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 I think you might have mentioned this a little bit, but do you have any preference, right? Because you're going to be hiring the you along with the other members of the school committee, which does include Mayor yeah. Mitchell. You're going to be hiring the next person if he gets hired. Are you going to yeah. be looking internally, or are you or are you looking at outside hires? Do you have any idea of which way you're leaning? Yeah, Marcus, I'm very. I have very, a very, very strong opinion on this one. Okay. Um, and I would, uh, and I, I want to be very, very clear. Um, I believe it should be uh, somebody internal, or somebody who is very, very close, who has a finger on the pulse and an understanding and a long-term investment and commitment to the city of New Bedford. Okay. Um, I believe that New Bedford, uh, all cities are unique, but we have a very unique culture here. And I'm not just talking about um, the diversity of the ethnic makeup, um, but our history, you know, and being in, in New Bedford, uh, people a lot of times... Um, we have a tendency to have um, uh, more of a 
real relationship with somebody who has kind of gone through the trenches, who kind of has, uh, who shared our experiences. So we had had um, an administration before uh, Mr. Anderson and over uh, to like 50% of the um, staff and administration either chose to leave or forced out. Yeah. And then that superintendent um, did what I perceive to be uh, significant damage to the morale, to the trust, um, and to the working relationships of, um, of the educators in our building. And so you have all these people who are in the schools who are gone, people from New Bedford, you know, teachers and administrators, and then that superintendent is gone never to be heard of again and right. left tremendous um, things to be dealt with. Mr. Anderson came in and I think did a very, very good job at trying to clean up the mess in the analogy of turning the Titanic. Uh, but that being said, as good as he is, he's a young man. He has a, he has a family. Um, uh, he, he isn't uh, from the area. Um, and he's, you know, if he leaves, he's going to pursue his professional goals, which, uh, you know, I, I fully um, understand and support and respect. However, as me as a, as a New Bedford resident who, who went through the schools, who uh, worked in the schools, who had children in the schools, there's something to be said about continuity and consistency. And I think it's important to have leadership that when teachers uh, see that leadership uh, or administrators see that leadership, that they know that there's going to be somebody there who who um, is fully invested in looking to stay long-term. Um, so I think it's important uh, that we look within our schools because very often we... we um, look towards the outside. We're bringing other people. And again, that was necessary because by the peer Dirk and it, you know, there was conversations about nepotism. There was conversation about a good old boy network. So I understand that. But at the same time, where we're at right now, I think um, trust and credibility and uh, faith for long-term leadership that's building upon our strength and building upon what Mr. Anderson uh, has done so far. Quite frankly, you know, I'd like to build upon what he's done. Um, but I do think that it's time to uh, look at um, those who've been in the trenches, who've worked their way up, who, who have good relationships with the teachers and the administrators so that they're a trusted voice. Mr. Anderson came in, and again, he did a remarkable job, but uh, the, he was coming in where there was a heightened sense of distrust, and he had to work himself through that. And I think he did a fabulous job. Um, but where we're at right now, were he to go, um, I would strongly support looking either internally or somebody with experience um, who 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 grown up in New Bedford, who has worked in New Bedford, and who knows the teachers, and who knows the language, and who knows how to talk with the parents, who's visible. Um, it's important to have somebody uh, who's known if they could walk around and people know who they are, as opposed to just like seeing them on on TV and the news. You know, I think that goes a long way. Trust is important. And he's done a great job, and I honestly think if he were to stay around, it would only increase. But in the likelihood that it goes, um, I would strongly uh, support. Um, I know some outstanding professionals I've built, outstanding administrators, and um, so, so you, you I, have I, you I, have I some you have you have some people in mind. It seems. I I, I think that I, I've worked with some really incredible people um, who I think would do a fabulous job there. And again, I'm not going to go into like putting. Uh, any names because I don't even know their interest and we'll see where the process goes but I know there'll be certainly um, some people who I'd be like you know you might want to consider that mm -hmm. because there are some people 
Um, there are some principals um, who have worked in the schools for um, for years, and again, they're known by the teachers, they're known by the peers. When when I was in the schools, again, I you know I wasn't um, by far means a perfect administrator, but I had a lot of credibility, and people listened to what I said, and it was easy to have relationships with families. And they would give me the benefit of the doubt because I had gone to school with them. I had worked with them. And we have other people like that in the system. When, And not only that, I think it's important uh, citywide that we're investing in each other. I mean, if we're constantly looking to outsource or bring people in, what are we saying about the people who um, who grew up here and have worked here for years? And, again, that's one of the reasons, you know, we see so many of our young people graduating from college and leaving. We want to show that we're... Uh, taking the time to invest, and I think we have plenty of qualified people in the schools. I, uh, and um, so that's definitely the direction I'm going to be pushing for, Marcus. I think it's time um, uh, to to look and invest in in um, people who know this. Not people who have uh, good ideas and um, a, uh, it's important to have a good vision and all that. But I think it's important to have somebody who has their finger directly on the pulse that the teachers. Uh, respect and, and know that they've worked their way through and that they can talk to. So that when they make the decision, there's not that second guessing. There's not that what is this true motivation or who is he listening to, you know? So that's, that's, uh, that's definitely the direction I'm walking in, into with this. And again, that's not to uh, minimize the, the work that Mr. Anderson did um, as uh, someone who came into the area, but um, again, yeah. I'm a I'm a New Bedford guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I and you're and you're also saying he, he built a a good culture there. And the best way to yeah. the best way to to ensure that culture's continuity is to get somebody who's been you know there from the ground up, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm and I'm definitely going to be pushing that. That that's um, I'm going to be very very firm on that. And again, I understand the conversation about bringing in outsiders, but I also uh, without I don't want New Bedford to feel like we're a uh, 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 a stepping stone or um, just one piece in somebody's career journey. You know what I'm saying? I'm, right. I'm going to work here, then I'll do some time in New Bedford, then I'm going to go somewhere else. And um, Again, that's not to say that that's anybody's attitude, uh, but um, I do feel that a lot of times that we're used as um, as a piece in, 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 in uh, somebody else's uh, career, which is well and good. I understand that, but as a lifelong New Bedford resident, you know, I, I, I want um, I, I, I want somebody who, who really, really cares and says no matter what is going to happen, I'm going to stick by our schools. I'm going to stick by our teachers. And um, and, and for, for our teachers and our family community to feel that, you know, where it's not just a job, but it's a belief system and a value. And I think it, we find that with people who've worked their way up, who've gone through the trenches and um, who are still in our buildings, uh, who've dealt with COVID, um, who've dealt with, um, the changes in curriculum, who were teaching MCAS, you know what I'm saying? Um, I think it's important to, to look at what we have and invest um, in what we have. So that's, uh, that I, I want to be very, very clear, Marcus. That's what I'm going to be, um, that's how I'll be approaching this, this scenario as it, as, it, as it unfolds. And again, there's still a lot of unknowns because there's no guarantee at this point that, that he's leaving. We'll have to find that out next week. Do you know of any school committee members who share that same position that it should be internal again this is all relatively uh hot off the press i yeah. haven't talked with anybody yet but i definitely will be on an individual basis and just getting a sense of where people are at i think it's important for the school committee to be on the same page 
Um, I think it's important to talk openly and frankly and weigh the pros and cons. Um, but again, as a, as a, as a former um, employee of New Bedford Public Schools for 17 years, um, I, I have uh, a sense of, of um, what our teachers, um, what, 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 if, were I still in the building, of what would have uh, worked for, for me and the teachers who I worked with, you know what I'm saying? So I, I'm, I, I'm strongly leading towards uh, making sure it's internal and then working with other school committee members to, um, uh, to not buy in, except I, I, I want to I wanna just strongly encourage us to strongly look at the people who we have and investing in the people uh, that we have. Uh, because um, it, to an extent, you know, looking at the inner dynamics, there are circles in administration, there are different groups, and there are different relationships that end up working uh, in their own interests or their best interests. So if we bring in um, somebody who's internal that, that uh, respected, they, I, I would hope that they'd have a trust factor from the rest of the teachers and kind of, um, you know, address like the little circles and stuff that they're allowed to kind of like have impact in the administration, you know? And so I think it's important to have people who know what's going on um, who know the inside story, the thing, as opposed to somebody coming in and having to learn all about it, navigate it. Um, it's important for somebody who comes in to know the people who are already in the buildings, um, their strengths and their weaknesses, and be able to work with that. Coming in is a massive learning curve, not just for the job, except just knowing the people uh, who are there, knowing the history of the people who are there, you know? Um, so that's why, um, you know, I, I just think it's important to make sure that we're, that we're looking in, and I will be working with my colleagues on school committee through an individual basis to have those conversations, you know? And, um, but I really haven't had any conversation with them as of yet. This is all kind of uh, just happened in terms of becoming like a public news, you know what I'm saying? And of course. to be honest with you, I want to see where the dust settles because hypothetically, um, he may turn a position down or whatever the case may be, or he might, who knows, you know what I'm saying? As of right now, it's not confirmed. Yeah. That, that he's leaving, so it's, I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> I, know what I gotta be. <laughs> uh, you hear me, brother? Yeah. But uh, up until you know, I always said, you know, when when I'm going for a job, up until I sign it, you know what I'm saying? It's no, not I hear official. you. So up until we officially heard, so as of right now, um, you know, I do have some thoughts going through my mind, and obviously, once I heard the news, um, my my will started turning, um. But in a nutshell, Marcus, uh, what, what, what my role as a school committee member is to make sure that I'm hearing the teachers, hearing the families, um, and the motto is always make sure students first. And I'm a firm believer that for students to come first, we have the right, have to have the right leadership on our building. We have to right, have the right climate, the right environment, the right values in the building. What they are teaching and instructing has to directly relate with the students. And we do that by hiring good teachers. We hire good pe- teachers by hiring good administrators. We hire good administrators by having a, a, a good superintendent. So it all translates. If we're best trying to service the students, we want to have leadership that is reflective of our community, that has an intrinsic care and understanding of the unique culture and the unique uh, attitudes that New Bedford bring, who, who know our history and invested in our history. And uh, we want a superintendent that if their child was in our schools, you know, that they'd feel proud about what we're doing. So I think having a direct connection to the city um, and to the people in it or people who have worked in it 
is is major and uh, more than anything else I'll be looking for. The other piece that I will be looking for too, Marcus, is we had run our campaign and I have very, very strong feelings about high stakes state mandated testing. Um, yeah. I, and again, I don't expect anybody coming in to uh, uh, take a stance that like say former Mayor Lang had, you know, and where he pushed against that and then they uh, threatened to cut funding to our schools. But uh, having worked in, in, in the building, and uh, seeing how MCAS shaped how our teachers are perceived, how they're being observed and evaluated, um, and a student who may be busting their butt but doesn't uh, pass it, doesn't get a diploma, um, those all go contrary to uh, best practices in learning. Those all go contrary to educating the whole child. And I yeah. saw the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the detrimental, contradictory effect of what MCAS had. Yeah. So um, I'm going to be, and again, I don't expect the superintendent to come in fighting the state, but I'd expect their well, values to be students first before scores. Yeah, you know, I I, I just, uh, I was talking to a state rep a couple of weeks ago, Jim Hawkins in Attleboro, he's a former teacher, and he, he's yeah. he's filing legislation, If he's probably filed it already, um, legislation yeah. that he filed last uh, to, to, to reform the MCAS to make it not, like you said, yeah. high stakes testing. Yeah. I, I have a, you know, I have a personal story with that with my, my brother who, who passed his classes but couldn't sit for MCAS um, because right. you know he's a student with special needs and thus could not get his diploma despite the fact that right. he earned it. It's it is a, it is a really terrible yeah. thing. It, 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 it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a model that doesn't work. It's based upon um, number one, we get our testing from private corporations that's imposed within public schools. It doesn't apply to all schools, you know. Um, yeah. Not only that, it, it can be used as a tool to measure a teacher's effectiveness and. Yes, we need testing, and, and, and testing does reflect how much the child is comprehending and how well the instruction is being delivered, but it's not the end-all, be-all. It doesn't affect, it doesn't include economic factors. It doesn't include if a child has a high degree of anxiety to testing or if they're going to bed and they don't have electricity or they just don't test well. Maybe they can yeah. comprehend and understand the material, but they don't know how to take a test. And on the flip side, you might have kids who are wonderful at taking tests who have uh, a lack of, uh, they, they may be morally compromised or ethically compromised, but they know how to take a test. So the current model isn't teaching to the whole child. You can make a discussion about that is biased against people with learning disabilities, people from disenfranchised backgrounds. I think numbers support that. Um, so I've always been against, and again, I saw how MCAS was utilized. And again, we do need testing, uh, but the high stakes hit or miss approach, the cookie cutter approach that comes with the curriculum um, I've, I've always been adamantly opposed to. That being said, I don't expect a superintendent to come in and say, yeah, I'm going to uh, fight the power of MCAS. I don't see that happening, but I'd like to make sure that their values and how uh, it's implemented in the curriculum we, that we put into the building um, is, is reflective of educating the whole child, meaning the child where they're at, because we've gotten away from that. Uh, it's all come down to the test score. So that's Outside of, um, I'm going to be looking uh, to, to look internally at some of the outstanding professionals who we know, or at least somebody who's uh, in root, uh, entrenched in the area, um, it's going to be somebody's uh, uh, perspective or, or value on high-stakes mandated testing. And th those are two pieces that I'm strongly going to be looking at, which I'll be talking to my colleagues about as, as uh, this process goes on. Ross, I, uh, I'm, I'm coming up against the break. i got to let you go, but I appreciate you joining me to talk about this, uh, these important issues. And uh, we will be talking more uh, on the air um, as this goes forward. I appreciate your time.
Marcus, thank you for your time, my man. Have a good night. Thank you, you as well. Thank you. School committee member Ross Grace. I got to take a break. We'll be right back. This is South Coast Tonight. 1420 WBSM. Tonight, I'm Marcus. School committee member Ross Grace. I think some interesting comments on the you know, the direction they want to go in hiring. Again, yeah, he did say it's it's still early in the it's still early in the process. Um they he hasn't been hired yet. He was recruited, apparently. Newton, the uh the city of Newton did reach out to him. And um so so um I mean there's that. They did reach out to him, so they Clearly have an interest in hiring him, but it wasn't a matter of him, uh, I think, trying to, you know, move out of here. But like Ross said, he's a young guy. He's got, um, you know, a really good trajectory. Though, you know, his record here uh, in New Bedford is, is really good uh, in terms of uh, the progress that's been made during his tenure. So it makes a lot of sense that he would be you know, sought after by uh, a big city like um, uh, a big, you know, a bigger city like Newton. Certainly Newton has a lot more resources and it's, and it's, you know, a Boston suburb and all of that. So it makes a lot of sense. The whole, you know, the move would make a lot of sense. So we'll see. Um, I do think that the comment is interesting that he feels strongly about hiring internally. Um, And uh, we'll see how that goes. Again, we've got a couple of weeks until we figure out, Probably, probably a couple of weeks until at least until we figure out exactly who that's going to be. But um, 508-996-0500 is how you can join me for the evening. I'll tell you what, I'm going to take uh, another break and then we'll be back. We'll take your calls and app chat messages here at WBSM. New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. Hey, it's my Spent all day hearing about the news. Now's your chance to react to it. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Call Chris and Marcus now at 508-996-0500. Or send a text via app chat on the WBSM app. Now, back to South Coast Tonight. Welcome back to South Coast Tonight, 508-996-0500. So you can join us. We're also taking messages in the app chat. Got an app chat from D in Dartmouth. Funny enough. Says get rid of the uh, get rid of the MCAS. I agree, um, actually. You know, because I um, because I uh, I I told I you know I told the story earlier, but there's you know I don't think you know high stakes standardized testing doesn't work for edu- you know educators doesn't work for students. Um, I had Jim Hawkins on uh, f- Reese. Uh, had Jim Hawkins on back uh, or later earlier in the earlier in the program. He's a state rep from Attleboro. He's a former teacher. Uh, he said that you know he was basically saying you know all that's you know it's high stress for students, high stress to teachers, high stakes testing is um, counterproductive to fostering a learning environment. He does think standardized testing is important, but not this sort of dogmatic approach to standardized testing that's really what the um that's really what the uh that's really is what's holding a lot of students back and you know we're talking about uh i remember it was fairly recently there was a middleborough student who was you know 20 something years old but never got their diploma because they failed the mcas by like 
a single point, right? And then despite getting pretty good grades in all their classes because they had, um, because they were, you know, um, they have, they're on the spectrum. They were living with autism. They, you know, the, the, the individual talked about, you know, the consequences. Like, this is the consequence. I can't get a, I can't get a diploma, so I can't get a college degree. It's foreclosing a lot of students from opportunities beyond their post-secondary education because they're not able to get that diploma. And, you know, I think everybody said it doesn't really foster a good learning environment, not for teachers, not for students. They're teaching to the MCAS, right? Students are getting really stressed out. I, I had high stakes testing um, when I was in, uh, in law school in my early 20s, not when I was a kid. In my early 20s, I had high stakes testing and it was incredibly stressful. <laughs> it's incredibly stressful. Uh, like the bar exam, for example, um, one of the most stressful experiences anybody, you know, short of a few few other things. I'm talking about, you know, non like war and battlefield things. I'm talking about, you know, let's say uh, in terms of testing and in terms of, you know, that's that kind of stuff. One of the most stressful experiences that anybody can have is taking the bar exam. And I was a fully grown adult, right? So we're putting students through that. We're putting students through that same type of like intensity. You're saying this, this test is necessarily going to determine whether or not you can meet your potential. This test is going to determine your future. If you do not pass it, it is bad for your future, right? This single test is bad for your future. And it's, it's, I don't, it's not a good formula. It's not something that you want to put kids through. I was lucky to not take the MCAS in high school because I went to private school. I went to Stang, went to Bishop Stang. So I, I didn't have to take the MCAS for some reason. That's the other thing too. I guess if your parents can pay a decent amount for high school, you don't have to take the MCAS. It's kind of crazy. I don't know how private schools get away with not taking the MCAS, but if you can just have parents that pay a decent amount for school, then you don't, then you have, then you get to avoid it. Um, not only that, they use MCAS scoring for charter school seats, seat allocations. So they say students in the bottom 10% of MCAS scores have to, can have to double their ch uh, charter school seat capacity, which is a divestment um, from their from their school budget, um, adding charter school seats. And you can figure out which you know communities are bottom 10% in MCAS scoring. And so they use that as a barometer for trying to leverage more charter school seats on people. Your MCAS scores are too high stakes and really too, you know, uh, they're really too high stakes. And, um, you know, it's, it's foreclosing a lot of students from, from educational opportunities. Like I've talked about my brother and, um, a lot of other people. So it's something that really does need to be changed. And I think there's been some positive movement in, in that direction. I talked to Jim Hawkins, Attleboro state rep, uh, before on the air about it. I ran into him a couple weeks ago, uh, at the more Healy, um, event in, in Taunton. And so we'll see if we can get him back on uh, to talk more about that. I'm sure he'll, he'd love to, but I got to take this break. 508-996-0500. 14 school committee member, New Bedford school committee member, Ross Grace, who joined us uh, at the beginning of the eight o'clock hour, talked about the potential of superintendent Anderson leaving. Uh, again, we want to feature more 
people, uh, more um, leaders in education throughout the region. Um, I think that'd be great. Uh, something that I'm looking forward to doing uh, in the future. So um, kind of open phone lines in discussion, open discussion for the nine o'clock hour. We'll take your calls, 508-996-0500. That's how you can join. Uh, that's how you can join this evening. And uh, Adam Bass is here. Wasn't a heck of a lot. Uh, there is the uh, in the city council meeting today. There was, a, I think, a discussion on a social me- uh, creating a social media account for the council and uh, pickleball, which is a serious thing. Pickleball, uh, I, you know, one of my fir- very first meeting uh, as an elected official on the Board of Public Works here in Fairhaven, we approved uh, pickleball courts. And um, I'll tell you that the Pickleball Association of Fairhaven is a very large organization um, that I think uh, does a pretty good has some pretty good lobbying efforts. And I think they're actually really good people, too. They all just seem very nice as well. Um, so we've got a bunch of pickleball courts in here in Fairhaven. We're definitely uh, adapting to that. So maybe uh, New Bedford um, should should uh, should move along with that trend. It is the fastest-growing sport, I think, in the country. Uh, a lot of people seem to like it. We have pickleball courts here, over here in the carousel. Um, we have some uh, being built in Libsy Park. We have some... Uh, temp, we had some temporary ones in Cushman Park. I believe there's some being built if they're not already built already in Fort Phoenix. So it's it's a really uh, it's a big thing. It's a big thing. A lot of people like pickleball. So I know that was something that was at least briefly discussed, or there was a motion um, put forward, maybe sent to the committee. And uh, so I don't know if there's a heck of a lot of um, like excitement, but. Um, We'll talk more in the uh, 9 o'clock hour. Give me a call.